You're listening to the Teach Better Talk podcast featuring expert educators eager to share progressive tactics to reach more students. Teach Better Talk is created by teachers and fueled by passion. Let's get started. Welcome to episode 24 of Teach Better Talk. I am Ray Hewart, and as always, I'm with the wonderful Jeff Gargis. Hey, guys. We have so much in store for this episode. It's ridiculous. But before we get into any of the fun and all the magic, Jeff, how is your day going? Oh, my day is going fantastic, but I'm super excited right now because we get to do one of the things that you and I have just absolutely loving, and that is getting to talk to amazing educators on Teach Better Talk. It's been such a fun journey. Episode 24, I say it all the time, but like that's just amazing that we're there. Super excited. Um, today, we've got Monica Genta, who's a fantastic educator, author, speaker, blogger, Ed consultant and just super awesome person, I guess is the best way to sum that up. Um, she's a middle school science teacher um, by nature, I guess I'll say, Monica, and an ed consultant as well, working with teachers all around the country. Um, an author of two different books, Game Changers and 180 Days of Awesome. Uh, super excited to have you on, Monica. Thank you so much for taking some time out of your day and chatting with us. How are you feeling right now? I am feeling amped up. I love talking with people and connecting in in this 21st century driven environment. And like, I, you know, I think it's hard because sometimes you can't see people when you're doing a podcast, but <laughs> I love that I can feel great energy just coming through the sound wave. So let's do this. I love it. Let's do it. Oh, Monica, I am so excited that you're here. I know that we get to talk via Instagram stories constantly, but really just yeah. for those of you that may not stalk you on Instagram, um, when, I know Jeff gave you an introduction, but can you tell us a little more about yourself when people come up to you and say, hey, Monica, what do you do for a living? What's your typical answer? My answer is I help teachers and students transform education from average to awesome. And so... Um, for the past 10 years, I've been doing that at a middle school, um, and this year, I'm on a slightly different adventure, traveling all over um, the United States, and this summer, I'll be traveling internationally to go into schools and help teachers and help ed leaders and help just communities make sure that every single person who walks into a school is seriously loving that experience. That is what I'm passionate about. Because I think education really, truly deserves to be celebrated. Wow, I love I I can you talk about feeling passion through the airways, man. I can feel it right now from you. Fantastic! Good. I love the way you describe what you do and what you're trying to do. You can feel that passion in there. So you said internationally. Where are you going? Do you know where all you're going right now? Can you share that with us? Yeah. So right now, um, I will be speaking in the Bahamas over the summer nice. um, and working on, it's a little bit hard. International travel is tough, but um, I'm currently talking with some schools in the UK um, to see if we can't make something happen. And also just a little bit of preliminary conversation in Canada. Um, okay. But here's my thing on this. I always tell people, if I can get you in a train, a plane or a ship, like, I'm on board. Like, let's make it happen. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Go wherever you can. 
Uh, that's awesome. Yeah. Spreading that and, and increasing your impact. We talk a lot about that, about increasing your impact and reaching more students. Mm-hmm. Man, what a way you're doing that. That's fantastic. So so I want to touch on something. You know, you've had a lot of different experiences. You've got two uh, master's degrees in two different areas in curriculum and instruction, education, leadership. You've been in the classroom. Now you're doing uh, consulting. You're traveling all over. You speak. You do all these different things. You've written two books. Lots of experiences there, lots of different things that you've done. You know, one of the things that I always talk about is that I've been really fortunate enough to fail a lot because I've learned from all those failures. So I want to tap mm-hmm. into your brain about a time that you failed. Can you take us there with you and pick out a time that you've had a failure? Why, you know, kind of how it happened? How did it make you feel? Then how did you overcome mm-hmm. that? And what did you learn from that failure? Yeah. So, um, one thing that I love to do is I, I stretch myself. Like I love when people tell me that like some sort of challenge or goal that I've set for myself is a bad idea. Like I <laughs> love when people tell me that because I think like, Oh no, like you better get ready. Cause I, I'm absolutely going to make that happen. Um, and so about, well, it would have been three years into teaching. I decided that I wanted to start exploring becoming a national board certified master teacher. And people thought this was a horrible idea. And I'm like, no, like I want to stretch myself. Like I want to see what other great teachers are doing and I want to learn from that and I want, I want to go for it. And so there's two parts to this. There's the like research part and like working with your students to really show best practices in your classroom. And then there is also the component of like passing a rigorous test um, to prove that you can actually apply that that uh, knowledge base to other situations. So um, I ended up not passing my written test, and I was just devastated. Like I couldn't believe it. This this kind of failure wasn't something that had hit me, um, like in my adult life, I think as a student, you know, sometimes you don't do as well as what you would hope, but you're, you're kind of still learning. And as an adult, I, I just failed the test. They had declared that I was not the caliber of the teacher that I had aspired to be. And so I had to make a decision. Was I going to like start that process over? Was I going to retake the test and let's get serious, repay the like, however much money this test is, to prove to myself and to prove to my students that this was something that I could do and to really practice what I preach, right? To, to get gritty and just go for it. Um, and so I did. And um, at, at this point, you know, I've got that credential. And for me, it has absolutely nothing to do with the fact that I'm an, a national board teacher. It has everything to do with the fact that I want my students to see that I'm a lifelong learner. And not only am I teaching kids what I know, I am constantly learning to grow and to push myself to new levels. Like, I want students to see that this is a never-ending process and, uh, and also that, that we as teachers and we as adults fail sometimes too, and that's okay. That's such, yeah, such an important um lesson to be learned and be constantly learned and shown to to students that you we're all constantly learning it never stops it's okay to fail it's okay mm-hmm. to do, and you got to learn how to move on it's such a crucial school, skill for them to learn so i love that story i love i love that you share that because i think a lot of people can look at someone who has a lot of credentials under their, under her belt and think oh well she must just be amazing she must just have had this you know figured out the whole time and to learn that you failed it the first time and went back at it i think 
hopefully if someone's listening and maybe they're struggling with getting prepping for that type of exam, they're hearing that mm-hmm. they can get inspired to go for it. So be like Monica and just push through it anyway. I love it. Um, so let's flip yeah. it now. So let's flip it. I'm sure you got a bunch of this, a bunch of these too. Let's flip it around. Let's talk about a success that you've had. And this could be something like big or small, but can you kind of tell us what, what was it that happened? Why was it a successful moment for you? And then what did you take away from that experience? Okay. Um, it's kind of interesting. So I think sometimes we don't fully understand um, success until quite a bit later than what we hoped for. And so um, in 2014, um, a few years into teaching, I decided that I wanted to write a book on education. All the books that I were reading, to me, were reading like a textbook. And I wanted something raw and practical and something that I, like, could go and implement the next day. And at that point in time, there weren't a lot of books like that on the market. So I decided, you know what, I'm going to write one. And I don't care if it sells a single copy, like this was a bucket list item for me. So I wrote this book called Game Changers. And it is full of typos, and it's full of grammatical errors. And it's not, um, I mean, when you first look at it, you wouldn't know that it was written from somebody who had no idea what they were doing. But I kind of believe in the say yes, and then figure out how to do it along the way. And um, it's kind of interesting because the first few years of this book were not not incredibly successful. Um, But it's interesting because I wrote this uh, over three years ago now, and I've sold more copies of this book in the past three months than I have the previous three years that it was Mm -hmm. on the market. And so it's kind of one of those things that, like, I think the way that we measure success is we want it instantaneously. And I saw something recently that said, like, we're not Amazon Prime. You cannot expect incredible results <laughs> in 24 hours, right? Yeah. Like, sometimes success is, like, going in for the long haul and just seeing how it plays out. And since then, actually, um, I've, I've re-released it. So the second edition of Game Changers is now available. And the content is the same, and it's still really raw. But it, it did lose a lot of the grammatical errors and the formatting's a little bit better, but it's still super authentic. And to me, that makes it even more successful than the first time around because it has been a work in progress. And to me, that's success. When I, what I love about your story is the fact that you humanize yourself. I mean, we actually talked about that before our podcast recording began was that it's okay for people to see that you're human and make mistakes and are failing and are growing and then are successful and are able to reflect on that. And I think that's a huge part of education right now, especially social media, is teachers not just talking about big ideas and you know the the great goals that they have, but also getting really raw and talking about you know how they reach those goals and how we can you know continue to inspire others to you know keep moving forward even after a failure and. Um, mm-hmm. kind of build this community, this network of powerhouse supportive educators just driving the force of changing education, right? Like education disruptors. So right. when you think about that, I mean, what else is exciting you about education and what we're doing right now? I love that education right now is harder than it ever has been in my career. Like, I love that because I think that like, Yes, it's hard from day to day, but I also think that the results that we are getting are bigger and better than ever. And so, yes, the struggle is real, and yes, we need more support, but I think 
when we ask for that support and when we really grind and start reading and learning and watching things like like uh, videos online for teachers or listening to things like this, like these podcasts, the resources are available. And that really excites me. It really does. And that's part of the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing this year. Um, I didn't leave the classroom. I'm on an adventure to help teachers get the support that they need so that they can go and crush it in the classroom. Like I understand that it's really, really tough right now. And mental health is really a scary thing right now. And, you know, maybe we're not getting the parent support that we want. But the thing is, like, teachers, like, this is for you. You still got this. Like, you got this. So utilize those resources and go out there and make amazing things happen for kids. And when I see people posting that stuff on social media, or if I've worked with a school and I go back to that school a couple months later and I see that they're putting some of those ideas and those philosophies that I talk to them about in practice, and they're having success with students, like that gets me amped up. That's what learning is all about. Hey everyone, while we take a quick break, I wanna make sure that you know about all the free stuff over at teachbetter.com. We have obviously those free online courses we talk about all the time, but there's also really great eBooks and guides. We have standard-based grading, parent communication tricks and tips, district implementation guides, observe me posters, gamification badge kits, and so much more. So make sure you head over to teachbetter.com to check those out. Well, Monica, another part that I love that you're doing is you're traveling all over working with teachers and you have become known. I mean, I was talking about this also earlier. I was Somebody called me two weeks ago and said, oh my gosh, do you know Monica? She is like the advisory social emotional guru like you it's just so funny that that this is really the platform that that you're built off of is this desire to support teachers and really through authentic social emotional experiences for these students Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. so when i think about advice i really want to ask you what advice you give a new teacher maybe not a new new teacher i mean obviously think about the new ones in the in the districts that are just you know starting their first job but also the teachers that are just a few years in what do they need what advice do they need to hold on to and never forget to really become successful in the field that we're in yeah i i think that it's hard right now for new teachers because i think that um what universities are are prepping them for, it's not a bad thing. Like I totally support higher education, but I think it's harder now than ever because we don't authentically know how to prep pre-service teachers because like there's no experience like the real world experience. So what I would tell them is we have to build deeply rooted relationships with our students from the very first day of school. And I think that you know, my first few years teaching, I thought that that meant like I needed to know their favorite color and their dog's name, like things like that, which are important. But I'm talking like dig deeper than that. Like, I think that we need to know our students on such a light level before anything else can actually take root. I often say like, we have to build deeply rooted relationships with students so we can see the fruits of education. Like that foundational relationship is so very important. And so I often say like, we got to do life with kids. And for me, this three pillars of a successful relationship 
or that I have camaraderie with kids, that I have compassion with kids, and that I can effectively communicate. And it's not just me with them, it's them with me, and it's like students with their peers. And you know, I don't I don't call my classes periods. Like I have a second period science, I have a third period science, and that's great, but I refer to those as my family my second hour family and my fourth hour family. I think that we have to take more ownership of that 40 minute or 50 minute or whatever time block you have. Like we have to take ownership of using that as quality time with kids. And I think that starts when we are building relationships with them. Oh, that's absolutely like I, uh, I, the relationship piece. And we say it a lot. A lot of people talk about it, but it's such a crucial part um, that just students are, are they're not going to, care about learning until they learn until they know how much you care about them until they understand and they and they build that relationship with you they're going to accept everything that you're trying to guide them on so much better so that's such awesome advice and that goes i think from from first year teachers to 30 year teachers to whatever that no relationship doubt. piece mm-hmm. it never stops being so crucial and so important um so i love that i want to touch something uh monica on can we talk about your your other book for a second uh, i love the title of sure. 108, 180 days of awesome can you give us like the uh what's this book about what can i expect yeah so that was a book that had never intended to be written that um was not my goal at all um really transparent moment about six years into the profession i uh, I kind of wanted to leave. I It was devastating. And it wasn't like that I just wanted to go and like work at a university or something like that. Like I wanted to completely abandon education. And I realized that this, like education is evolving, but the problem was that I wasn't evolving with it. And so like I had to change my mindset. So what I started doing was actually keeping this like super secret journal. And I told myself that I was not leaving my school every single day until I had intentionally reflected on one little awesome moment that had happened that day. I was intentionally finding those and I would just write like a paragraph. And what I noticed was as I was exiting the building, that's what I was focused on. There might've been 99 things that went wrong that day, but I was leaving the building focused on that one small, awesome thing that helped me celebrate education. And so um, as, I'm, as I'm writing this, I started to notice that I was also aware of those moments in the moment that they were happening. And I would tell students like, oh my gosh, that, that was awesome. That could be my awesome of the day. And so they started picking up on that language. And then other teachers in the building started picking up on it. And it created almost this really interesting, awesome ripple where people around me were also looking for those really cool, awesome moments. And so at the end of it, um, I had this really cool, almost like memoir of my year. And a teacher said, uh, okay, so here's the thing. This is what education needs right now. Like this has to be released. And again, I had no desire to do that because it was real and it was raw. And it's like, there's like cuss words in it. And there's words that aren't even words, but it was a personal <laughs> journal. And um, with quite a bit of encouragement and realizing that like, almost truly I was being selfish. Like teachers needed this. They needed permission to laugh and to cry. And this journal was giving teachers permission. So 180 days of awesome are stories and strategies and reflections of my year 
um, in a nutshell. And then what I ended up doing was I actually issue a reflection challenge for the teachers who read it so that they can implement that same sort of awesome moment in their own classrooms and make it personal for their learning and for their journey. Wow. That is, uh, for, I mean, for lack of, it's the best word. That's awesome. Uh, I love that. I like focus. It, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's just, that's great. I love that. That's that what you did. And I love the organic nature of that. Um, I'm a big, uh, I, the journal and I journal every day as well when I wake up and before, uh, I go to, go to sleep. So I do a, a morning mm-hmm. journal where I, you know, reflect on what I'm thankful for, what's going to make today great. And I do daily affirmations. And then at the end of the day, I do yeah. a reflection back on three things that went really well and, and three things that could have gone better and, and focusing on that. Like, so I, tr- I really believe in the power of that. And, but I love that mm-hmm. that became your focus every day versus all the other things that could have been your focus and could have taken you down a negative path or, you know, gotten you frustrated or, or burnt you out faster. Instead, you had this focus on, what was awesome for the day. Like that is, that's really mm-hmm. powerful. I love it. So, um, now yeah, let, let's, cool. let's see how awesome you really are though. So here's what we're going to do now. Oh boy. I have six okay. questions. I have six questions for you and your goal is to answer each one in 15 seconds or less. Okay. You think you can handle oh, that? Oh man. I like this. Yeah. <laughs> this is a great challenge. I am All like right. on board. Yeah, All right. I feel like I need to put on like a, I feel like I need to put on a sweatband. Yeah, I have to tell you, of all the people we've had on podcasts, if there's anyone who I think can crush this, it's Monica. Are you are you putting money oh, on man. the table right now, Ray? Are you? I am. Okay, I'm putting money on the table, sir. Well, this this is recorded, so you don't get out of this. Um, we'll determine the amount <laughs> later. All right, here we go, Monica. What is one ed tech tool you cannot live without? Canva. What book are you reading right now, or one book that you're reading right now? Talk like Ted. Love it. Such a good book. Uh, who do we need to follow yeah. on Twitter today? Oh, man. Um, I think you should follow Ray if you're not. I'm not even kidding. I'm not even saying that because she's right there, but like for real, great <laughs> stuff. I agree. Uh, what's the best YouTube channel or website uh, blog um, for educators? Mm, um, honestly, not a cop-out answer. I think TED Talks, like the TED Talk channel mm. on YouTube. Good answer. Uh, what is one daily, weekly, or monthly routine that every teacher should get into? I get up and I have the exact same routine every, routine every single morning, starting at about five. I get the workout in, I do a morning reflection, and then I crush it for kids. I love it. And what is the best piece of advice you've ever received? Don't just talk about it, be about it. Oh my gosh, she crushed it. Talk about she crushing it. it. Like... <laughs> Did I get it? Did I really yeah, you did. It? Oh, you win our respect. <laughs> there uh, needs to be confetti, yes. confetti in the air, yes. everything. Yes, I feel it. Oh, my God. That was I'm great. No, I mean, solid answers. Uh, I love the, the daily the daily routine. Um, that's great stuff and, and, and awesome advice. Don't just talk about it. Be about it. I love it. Love it, Monica. Perfect. Yes. Oh, Monica. Man. Okay, good. I have to <laughs> say – one of the many reasons we wanted to have you on this podcast is for just the energy you exude. I know that I'm sure people tell you, but just so that you can hear it, because I really think that sometimes you don't tell educators how great they are. Being around somebody who is so passionate 
is it just fills you up. You know, like we all talk about the buckets and you can't fill somebody else, somebody else's bucket unless yours is full. And I just think everybody out there needs to connect with you, keep following you, find ways to hear you speak live because the energy and inspiration you produce in just a, I mean, geez, a 20 minute podcast is so uplifting. And I hope that all of our listeners are feeling that that goofy energy that that's coming out of the realness in this podcast <laughs> recording. It's so fun. Yes. Well, I have had a blast doing this. Like I'm over here. I'm like sweating a little. I mean, those, those six questions really, I mean, whew, it was like cardio uh, insanity over here. But <laughs> honestly, like, like I really do. I really do appreciate this because I think that like there are so many great educators doing so many great things. And I appreciate you guys taking the opportunity to want to talk because like what the teach better team is doing is so meaningful. And I, I just, I'm pumped to have been able to share the past few minutes with you guys. So the most important question I might have for the entire podcast is just simply like asking you how people can connect with you, whether it be Twitter, Instagram, website, blog, Facebook, YouTube, books, I don't care, but somebody, some way that somebody can connect with you and keep kind of the energy flowing. Yeah, totally. So um, on social media, I'm at Monica Genta ED. So Monica Genta Ed, G-E-N-T-A, like the color. And um, like all my books and all of my vlog and blog entries are available on my website, monicagenta.com. I love connecting with people and I love creating memorable moments for PD or for just like communicating with teachers and doing life with each other. It really gets me amped up. So I think people say like, don't hesitate to reach out, but I'm like dead serious. I pride myself on having a clear inbox and a clear um, like email at the end of the night. So like, let's hang out. Let's chat. I love it. And you know that you can find all the links and all the resources and everything that we've talked about in this episode over at teachbetter.com, as well as those really important links like to Monica's social media and to her website so you can connect with her and keep the conversation going. Uh, so make sure you head over to teachbetter.com for all of that. Be sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss any of the upcoming episodes. And if you can give us a rating and a review, we'd really appreciate that as well. Monica, truly, truly, thank you so much for coming on. Your passion is infectious, and I love it. I'm super excited to dive into both your books now and take on the 180 Days of Awesome, and I encourage anyone else who's listening to do that as well. I love it. Um, so thank you for taking time out of your day and hanging out with us and having some fun and doing everything. Really, really appreciate it a lot. Yeah, thank you, guys. And everyone who's listening, until next time, let's get out there. Let's teach better. Let's teach better.